Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Podcast. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Well, some days just don't go as planned. Certainly did not for the Kansas State Wildcats today in Ames, Iowa, against the 17th-ranked Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State wins 45 to nothing. You did not hear that wrong. 45 to zip. If you went out shopping in the first quarter, if you just decided to watch uh, a movie by halftime, no one would have blamed you. It was 35 nothing at halftime as this game came unraveled pretty quickly for Kansas State. And we will dissect it all on this edition of the PowerCat Post Game Podcast, sponsored by Caddyshack Golf. I am Tim Fitzgerald, publisher of GoPowerCat.com, and we are joined by the old offensive lineman, Brian Hanley, played on the 97 and 98 teams. Uh, I don't know that he's drinking right now, but I would not blame him if he was. Uh, But I know one thing about K-State fans is they don't lose their purple just because their team loses a game. And if you want some cool purple stuff, head on over to Caddyshack Golfware. It's Caddy with two Ts. Visit CaddyshackGolf.com for all of your officially licensed Golfing Willie Apparel, accessories, and more. Use code GPC for free shipping on your next order, and we appreciate the folks at Caddyshack Golf sponsoring us. Oh, boy, Brian. I got, I've got some sound I want to play, but first I want to get your thoughts on this game. I'm not even going to set it up. Give me your thoughts. It was... It was just bad. I mean, it, I mean, we had a stinker at West Virginia. Clearly, this was way worse. I mean, just way worse. I mean, just not competitive from the word go. We had the first opening drive and some questionable play calling near the goal line, and then that was the end of it. I mean, this was just ugly, man. I, I just... There's a lot of things that I could say, but it was just a bad, I mean, got to get more talent. Yeah. So you just got to get more talent. That's just the bottom line. We're just not deep enough. So when we're missing guys and when we're missing guys, it's, it's ugly. And this one was ugly, man. It was ugly. There's been a great deal of roster attrition over the course of the season. Even more guys left the program and K-State played this game without its starting linebackers, Justin Hughes and Elijah Sullivan, it showed they didn't have any depth there. And nope. uh, as Chris Kleiman said, it certainly isn't an excuse. They've got to step up and play when they're called upon. But boy, guys did not step up. And you saw signs of trouble from the very beginning in this game. Iowa State went down and scored. Uh, they had the first possession of the game. But K-State answered and marched 62 yards. And I thought, okay, we got a shootout here. They yep. get a first and goal at the three. And they don't score, Brian. They don't score. Yeah. They called four plays. They, I, 
I would have gone for it too. You got to stop kicking field goals. Absolutely. You got to try to punch it in there. I feel like it might have been a game for longer uh, if they had punched it in. But clearly, Iowa State was the better team today. Kansas State had 62 yards on that failed first drive and gave the ball back to Iowa State at the three. Kansas State had 87 yards of offense from that point on in the entire game. That's pitiful. That is awful beyond description. And they even had a few runs from Deuce Vaughn that kind of broke loose a little bit. They just could not move the ball. They couldn't throw it. They couldn't run it with any consistency. Will Howard was out of sorts and just got drilled late in the second quarter and was replaced by backup Nick Ost at the end of the first half. And Ost went the rest of the way in the game because there was no purpose of putting the guy who is your starter at this point of the season in any more peril and just try to save him for the end run of the season. But, Brian, for me, this game started to go bad as soon as Kansas State uh, gave up a first down to the Cyclones. It was third and 12 at the Iowa State 23. Yep. They had Iowa State in a good situation. They had just tackled Brees Hall for, I think, a three-yard loss. And Brock Purdy finds Xavier Hutchison down the middle of the field for 20 yards, pick up a first down, and that leads to the touchdown. K-State goes down and can't convert, convert the third down nor the fourth down at the mouth of the goal line. Gives Iowa State the ball back, and Iowa State is facing a third and four at its own nine, and Purdy looks to Hutchison again. He didn't catch this one, but there was pass interference on Echo Boydeau, first and 10 at the 15. Next play, 28-yard pass from Purdy to Hutchison, and off they go again for another scoring drive, and really, Brian, the route was on uh, at that point. And I asked Coach Chris Kleiman at the end of the game in the post-game press conference a series of questions. I'm just going to play him here. I asked him three questions, and it started with this. How big were third downs in the course of this game? Well, that was our biggest emphasis in um, pregame as well as throughout the week is we had to be really good on both sides of the ball in third down because it would allow somebody to control the game and control the tempo. And... Obviously, Iowa State won that battle on both sides of the ball, so they were able to stay on the field, and we had uh, several opportunities. We had an opportunity to get off the field the first third down of the game, and we don't get off the field um, because we well, we blow a coverage. Um, so uh, that was critical. And then after the first drive, I don't know if we can converted another third down, and if we did, it wasn't uh, wasn't very many of them. So it was uh, it was a really a, a big key. 62 yards on that first drive of the game for your offense, 87 the rest of the game. Did it just feel like absolutely nothing would work offensively after that first drive? Yeah. Uh, they did some nice things with, with starting to pressure more, uh, but we didn't sustain the line of scrimmage well enough uh, up front. And uh, then we can't be in third and eight, third and nine. We need to be in third and three and third and four to have an opportunity and um, that's why we went for it on a couple of fourth downs just to try to keep our defense off the field and uh, just wasn't in the card say we just didn't make enough plays and, and it's the one thing about it is we did talk nobody can point any fingers because I didn't think defense played very well I didn't think offense played very well and uh, um, you know we didn't do enough things on special teams do you immediately begin trying to get the guys to wipe this clean and get this behind them because you still have things on the table you can still go six and three in the big 12 yeah, absolutely. Um, 
But uh, I don't want them to forget this feeling. Uh, this one needs to sting. And so uh, it's going to hurt for the next 24 hours. And then uh, when we come back in uh, on, on Monday, and it's it's not a short week, but it's going to seem like a short week with Thanksgiving, uh, we have to go to work and we have to continue to improve. We, we have to get better on both sides of the ball. And I don't know if we're going to get any more guys back this week. Uh, I just don't know on that respect. So whoever's available, they've got to step up and, and uh, uh, realize that they may have to play every snap of, of the game. If uh, uh, Lord willing, we're able to get through the rest of the week in COVID, we may have the same group. Brian Hanley, um, next week is Thanksgiving. But the turkey arrived early and landed in Ames. <laughs> I, I, uh, I love Chris Kleiman's attitude after the game. Don't forget this. And I don't know that he's been through this before as a coach. Uh, a whooping that bad, that monumental, that decisive. Uh, I like to make fun of uh, Coach Campbell, Matt Campbell at Iowa State, because I think Iowa State thinks a little bit more of him than he's actually accomplished today. His program looked absolutely legitimate, and they might be really sorry this happened, because I bet you the AD at Michigan was watching this game as they begin to consider if it's time for a new coach. This game and what happens from here on out in this season, if Iowa State makes it to the Big 12 championship, might end up costing Iowa State a coach that they love very dearly because Iowa State finally looked like yeah. the team that Iowa State has wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, they they looked really, really good today. I know we helped them, but they helped themselves. Iowa State played very well today, very well. They're, I mean, I like Campbell. I mean, he's not the greatest coach. I mean, it's just kind of what you said. I think Iowa State believes that he's a lot better than what he's actually accomplished, but – they played well today and looks like they got it turned around. You know, it was one of those programs that seemed to, okay, we're going to put them on this pedestal and then they would drop and then put them on a pedestal and then they would lose and fall and drop. And they did that at the beginning of the year. And it looks like they may have got some things figured out because today was just an absolute shellacking from pillar to post, start to finish. They were the better coach team, had more talent more physical team. Uh, they played well. They played well. Absolutely. Brees Hall, the Wichita Northwest product, cut through the K-State defense after they did a pretty good job with him on that first drive and early in the game. Then he really got in a rhythm. Only carried the ball 15 times, Brian Hanley. 135 yeah. yards, a long of 33, <laughs> averaged nine per carry. Brock Purdy, the quarterback, carried it seven more times for 59 yards and an average of 8.4. Purdy was amazing throwing the ball. 16 of 20, 236, three TDs. The turnover-prone quarterback had zero in this game. And Xavier Hutchinson, who I mentioned earlier at receiver, six catches, 111 yards. That's an average of 18.5. They just absolutely dismantled K-State. On the other side, Deuce Vaughn, seven carries, 44 yards, an average of 6.3. Maybe that's the highlight of the game. Uh, but, they boy, they couldn't really get Deuce broken loose very often except for one 23-yard run and maybe another decent carry. Nick Ost came in and completed 6 of 10 for 44, did have a horrible fumble in the game. Will Howard, 3 of 9, 32. The true freshman quarterback hit rock bottom and got pulled. Do you worry that this will damage his psyche going forward? Uh, yeah, 
uh, yeah, I do. He took a big step back today. Uh, I know that he didn't get a lot of help, so that's one thing that you have to to look at. He did, but he played bad. You know, uh, in, in other games, it wasn't him that played bad. You know, he had maybe had a turnover. You know that that may have cost him, but he didn't play bad overall. Today he did. Um, looked like he didn't even want to be. And I don't know if he didn't want to be out there, but he looked like a freshman that was scared to death. That was he just didn't play a very good football game. He didn't get a whole lot of help. Uh, but yeah, I worry about it. Uh, but the coaching staff, I've, if the coaching staff can do their job and just get in the right frame of mind and just get this one behind us, if we can get some guys healthy and get some guys out there. Um, you know, this will help. It will help him because he needs help. Uh, he can't do it by himself. And it's just, it's unfortunate the season has gone the way that it has here lately. Uh, I feel bad for all K-State fans and players. It, it's it's an unfortunate thing what's going on right now. We've just got to band together and help each other out and just and just keep working. The guys just have to keep working. They can't quit. They can't give up. No, they can't. It was a very frustrating day. Kansas State just doesn't have many answers on offense right now. Malik Knowles was out this game due to contact tracing, and as we reported at Go Powercat, he is considering transferring to another Division One institution, uh, and that can't help because a lot of guys are transferring. They have a true freshman quarterback, a true freshman running back, an injured senior tight end in Briley Moore who was targeted only once that I remember today, and he got thrown out of the way. Should have been interference if you ask me. As the linebacker picked off the ball, but you also can't let yourself get tossed aside like that. No. They were just the more definitive team. Iowa State just wanted to kick K-State's butt, and they did it in this game, and it was Uh impressive, and now the Cyclones are set up uh, very nicely, very, very nicely for a spot in the Big 12 championship if they can take care of business uh, during their final two games. That will indeed happen. But K-State has to reset. As I told or yep. asked Chris Kleiman, they are still in a pretty good position in this conference at 4-3. and three. Yes, they've lost three in a row, but they've lost to three pretty good defenses and teams in West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State. Baylor is not cut from the same cloth as those teams. They go to Waco. I don't know what they'll have. I doubt they have their linebackers back if they are indeed COVID positive. I don't think they'll be cleared by then. You got to win it, Brian. This is the one. You got to take your stand and make it in Waco uh, and get back on the winning track so you can close the season out with Texas at home. You can't go into a five game losing streak spiral to end your season. No, absolutely not. They got to make their stand right now. It's just what you said. That's a good point, Tim. Got to make a stand. I don't care what's going on. We got to band together. We just got to go win a football game. It does wonders when you're in a tailspin to just go out and play well go play well go be the physical team go win that's all i should i shouldn't say that's all we got to do i make it sound easy but we got to go out there and compete 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 today we didn't do a good job of competing we just didn't we got to go compete we got to go win this football game just reset and just basically say hey it's a two-game season it's a two-game season starting right now, today, this very second, a two-game season, and just continue 
to do the things that we do well and just get back to that. Just get back to it. You know, forget I mean, forget the game today. I mean, they 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 physically took us apart. Okay, that's fine. Let's move on. Let's do the things that we know we can do well. And let's just go and do it. Let's get some guys healthy again. Um and get back to competing. If guys don't want to be in the program, you know what? Forget them. Let's move on. And let's just be who we are, do who we are, do the things that we can do, and just just go win a football game. Just go win a football game. Absolutely. This podcast won't be real long, but at the uh, other side of this break, we will have questions from Wabash Station. I'm sure there's some doozies awaiting us. I haven't even looked at the thread yet, Brian. It could be interesting. But as we go into our break here on the Powercat postgame podcast sponsored by Caddyshack Golf, the great and wise Deuce Vaughn, we turn to a true freshman running back for a lesson on leadership here as K-State gets prepared for Baylor. Here's what Vaughn said when the media asked him about leadership. The coach has been tugging and tugging and tugging at us to take leadership in our own team and take command of our team. Really, they always tell us this is our team, and I feel like we have to do a better job as players. I mean, whether you're a freshman, redshirt freshman, or fifth-year senior, I mean, you have to you have to hold your team accountable because, I mean, I mean days like this, I mean, all I want to do is get back to work. And as, as a leader, leader, I need to be better as well. And I, I know that. And that's exactly what I'm going to work on whenever we get back to it. And I'm going to hold my teammates accountable. I know they're going to hold me accountable. And whenever we start to get that click and everything, I feel like I feel like we'll be unstoppable. I mean, I have respect for every single guy on this team right now. And I hope they have the same respect for me. So whenever it comes down to it, if everybody has respect for each other, you don't really need one leader at the top or five. I mean, you can have an entire team of leaders because everybody respects each other as a football player and as a teammate, and that's just the biggest thing for me. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride-or-die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits. Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We now send it back to the PowerCat Podcast. Welcome back to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast. 
It was uglier than me without a shirt. 45 to nothing. <laughs> Iowa State beats Kansas State in Ames today. They came out in their all blacks and beat Kansas State black and blue from the very start of the game. They go down the field and score. They stop K-State from scoring on its first possession after the Wildcats and young quarterback Will Howard had gone the length of the field to get to the three. They deny them points, and then the route was on as Iowa State was relentless in building a 35 to nothing halftime lead. You want relentless? Go to Caddyshack Golf because they have some really relentless stuff with K-State on them with it. The Goff and Willie. Go check it out. I love their apparel. For K-Staters, buy K-Staters. Jackets, hats, polos, t-shirts, golf accessories. Caddyshack Golf Wear. Caddy with two T's. Visit CaddyshackGolf.com. And make sure you use the code GPC for free shipping on your next order. Go check them out. I've got some Caddyshack stuff, and I love it. I love it. I certainly like it a lot more than this football game and talking about it. Uh, Brian, let's uh, let's open up this thread here. I'm literally opening up the thread to see what's in here while I'm recording this. And uh, Jedediah wants to know, is there a silver lining in, to this game? Because he is struggling to find one. I think the silver lining is the game is over. Yes, that's exactly right. There is zero silver lining other than the game's done. That's it. I mean, nothing bad. Just no, there wasn't. Um, Claws Out, Balls Out wants to know, you think this has to sting for Messingham a little more since he got blanked by the team that fired him? I hadn't thought of that. Uh, he was the former offensive coordinator for the previous coaching staff at Iowa State. Just give me your thoughts on, on Courtney Messingham and the state of this offense. How much lies at his feet? Uh, and how how did he perform today as an offensive coordinator? Well, I mean, you can't put a ton of blame when you don't have the weapons so when you're already in dealing with not having enough that can cause problems you know as a play caller having said that it got down on the goal line hey, that was that was just pathetic play calling i'll call it like it is that was bad we i mean three out of four plays you ran the quarterback I mean, I agreed with going for it on fourth. I even agreed with running the ball on third because I'm a firm believer. If you're going for it on fourth, you're running on third down. So it's a get closer. So I agreed with it. But then throw the football or at least spread them out. Do something. But you're going to run the same play again? It's like they didn't think that they were going to do that. It's like, okay, well, we'll run the same play. Oh, but they don't think that we'll run it again. And we did. And I just... You know, some of the play call, it was, and that was the, the ball game. I mean, that was literally the ball game. So I, I don't want to put all the blame on him. He's got to be better, though. I mean, this, let's just call it what it is. He has to be better because, you know, again, be creative, do something. And we did that, getting the ball all the way down there. And then we stopped doing that. It's like, we just, okay, that's all we're going to do. Now, I know we don't have the playmakers. We don't, but. It's almost like once the script is over, we have no idea what we're doing. And that's disheartening. Brian, what I don't understand is one of the things this team has right now are some running backs. You know, they, they've got Deuce, they've got Harry, they've got fullbacks. Uh, they got Mosey, the true freshman, who's also pretty good. they got Tyler Burns. They've got other guys. Yeah. And they have shown that inverted, inverted triangle uh, at times – 
for K-State. They showed it a lot at North Dakota State. It has worked. It has really given defenses troubles because it's kind of based on misdirection and you don't know who's going to carry the ball. And they're not using it. In a, nope. in a point of the game when you have nothing working, you're not trying other stuff. And I, I, I kind of think they need to get to that. Go to Baylor and just try to run the ball down their throats. Uh, I like Pickles Cat asked a pretty good one here. Does K-State have to use the quarterback run game with the extra blocker to get the ball moving? They did it last week or last game out against Oklahoma State, and they really didn't do it too often in this game. Yeah, I, I I mean, you don't have to if you if your offensive line is moving people. Right. Offensive line doesn't move people, so you know we got to use a lot of misdirection and things of that nature. I mean, the line isn't doing. I mean, they're not playing well right now. So you do need that extra blocker to to get something going. Um, but because our run game is basically consists of misdirection, tricking people, all of that stuff. We just can't line up and move people when we want to move people. And that's disheartening. So uh, to answer the question, yes, but it becomes even more difficult when with our line can't move people out of the way. Yeah, it was uh, really awful. I, I understand why – I understand this question. I certainly do. Uh, but with the failed success of uh, Howard at the goal line, I think they kind of got away from it. Maybe they should have revisited it, but then they start falling by, behind so fast they try to throw the ball, and that just seemed to Didn't add to the troubles. El, yeah. El Camino Cat, the defensive collapse, was it just missing Sullivan and Hughes, your starting linebackers, or were there other major factors? I thought that was a big factor in the game, but I thought K-State's tackling is slowly eroding. They're doing a lot of – Throwing the shoulder at people again, which is a bad yep. habit that's that's surfacing. I just thought K State got worn down because its offense can't do a damn thing, and the defense stays on the field. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, it was clearly noticeable that the linebackers were not there. Clearly noticeable. Having said that, guys were dead tired. I mean, you're going to be on the field the whole time because the offense. I mean, the offense couldn't even put together drives. So, and they're just going up and down the field. The guys just got worn down. Um, you know, and defense has played well all year. Today was a clunker, but what are you going to do? I mean, when you're on the field the whole time, you got to have your offense help you out. And that didn't happen. It was just, you know, it was a bad football game. It was just bad all the way around. I like Pickles Cat has another one for you, Brian, including high school and junior college. What was your largest margin of defeat and what was said after the game by the coaches and players? Well, in junior college, we were pretty good. Yeah, you were. So we didn't get whipped. And, of course, at K-State, we were really good, so we didn't get whipped. Um, I think it was in high school. I remember my sophomore year, we lost in the regional final, 35-14. So it was at the end of the year. By a team, they had five guys. Two went to Michigan, two went to Michigan State, and another guy went to Indiana, and they literally lined up in the veer and said, here we come. And we couldn't stop it. And I just remember thinking, man, this, I mean, they're just better than we are, and there's nothing that we could, they didn't even say threw the ball three times in the football game. So I, rem I remember it like it was yesterday. It was brutal. Coach didn't have a whole lot to say. It was just they're better than us, and there's nothing that we can do about it. So sometimes it's just like that. Yep. And today, that's how it was. They were just better than we are. I mean, they just 
outmanned us and they were just better. And you tip your hat and, you know, there's nothing that you can do. And if a team's just better than you, but it also doesn't help when you don't play well. And it doesn't help that you don't have all your guns. So Iowa State has better talent than Kansas State. But if all guys aren't there and then we don't play well on top of that, this is the result. So that's just, you know, it's just, it was just bad. It's just bad. But yeah, to answer the question, I, my coach didn't really say anything after the game. We all knew it. They were just better than we were. And that was it. Yeah, it kind of felt like today. Any doubt in your mind, Brees Hall is an NFL running back? Uh, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I know he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's a running back. He's a running back that can play at the next level. Man, I, you know, the previous staff just didn't quite invest in him the way they probably should have. In nope. hindsight, I bet you they really wanted to, uh, but uh, they weren't sure he was a running back. They weren't sure where on their their board he would be. Oh, boy, you know, but yeah. This is this just hurts because you didn't only lose out in a recruiting battle. You lost a battle in your backyard for a guy who's going to play in the league, and you maybe could have had him. I don't know if Brees Hall wanted to play for Bill Snyder. I'll just say it. I think right. uh, the whole Matt Campbell thing seemed pretty charming to him, and it's worked out well, so you got to be happy for the young man because – uh, when things are going well, you know, he made the right decision for Brees Hall, and that's absolutely that's terrific. A few questions here from Thundercat that I will field. Did Chris Kleiman have the option to postpone this game? He had the option if he fudged the numbers, if he kind of lied a little bit. They met the criteria for playing, and I'll give Coach this. He has not shied away from playing. This might change his mind on that next week if they're, you know, right on the, the cusp of it again. They were out to their bottom line on defensive tackles, maybe linebackers, receivers. They were really down in numbers at a number of positions, but they met the criteria laid out by the Big 12 to play, and they played. He has, he has opted to play football over finding a reason not to play football, and I like that. I, I think yeah. particularly in this year, yep. you know, I mean, this year is screwed up. Uh, some teams are going to benefit from it. Some teams are not going to benefit from it. But Chris Kleiman knows his team is better playing the games and getting the experience that because it doesn't count on their eligibility than not playing the games. If you delay Correct. the game, it may not be played later on. So go up there and give it your best shot. It worked at Oklahoma, and it blew up in their face against Iowa State. So be it. Uh, he also asked, how is uh, Will Howard's lack of progress change your mind about Skylar Thompson coming back? Well, I never have thought about him coming back or not because he won't say if he is i my suspicion is he will come back um and there will be a log jam at quarterback next season because they'll have three pretty good ones plus nick ost will still be here um but uh you know if you're a fan that thought losing skylar thompson wasn't a big deal i'm betting you're rethinking that stand right now oh yeah um, not that Skyler would have made a difference in this game or that game, but he would have made a difference. Uh, whether yep. that converts into wins against Oklahoma State and you know maybe more respectable losses against West Virginia and Iowa State, I don't know. But uh, you would certainly prefer to have a senior, veteran, experienced quarterback in those road situations than a true freshman who is really kind of withered in the face of that, which is odd because I thought the first game against TCU would be the one that would get to him. It didn't. He won. 
He came home, uh, and you know what? They, he just hasn't been the same on the road since. It's just kind of frustrating to watch. And the final one from him is, do you think this team uh, kept fighting and has the right attitude despite the route, maybe to salvage the season? And I, I honestly don't know because we're not – Really, we're not privy to the locker room naturally, but we're not around this team at all. We're doing everything via Zoom. I mean, right. beat writers, uh, we had a guy up there, Zach Carlson. I noticed the Manhattan Mercury was there. But a lot of beat writers aren't even going because you can cover it from home virtually the same as you can from the road. You don't have contact, you know, for a little side conversation with someone. You don't pick up some of these things. I I know the team had a good attitude coming into the week or coming into the off week last week, but they've lost some guys. And yeah. when, when you've got guys jumping off your ship, it, it, it can really hurt your morale. Sometimes yep. it can help you. You can like be good, be gone. You don't want to be here, be gone. But I think some of them were hard to explain and other ones were easy to explain. And there's just a lot of stuff going on now, as Deuce Vaughn said there at the end of the first half of this podcast, they got to come together. The leaders got to mm-hmm. step up. They got to say, screw those guys. I mean, honestly, you got to say that. They're not with us. We're with us. Let's do something about this. And we're going to find out a whole lot about this team and where it's at as a program when they go to Baylor, because that's a game they can win despite their current troubles. Yeah. Yeah, and he's right. He's right. The leaders got to step up. Guys just got to got to band together and play who and just go out there and who's who's able to play, go play and go find a way to win a football game. That's just all you have to do. I know it sounds simple and I know we keep saying the same thing, but it's the truth. You just got to go out there with who you got, line up and go win a football game that you're capable of winning. That you're capable of winning. Now, if you weren't capable of winning, go out there and do your best, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But this is a game that K-State should win. So they need to go and win it. You know, just to get the season back right. And then, like I said, it's a two-game season. It's a two-game season. Forget what happened in the past. We got two games. Let's go win both of these football games. Let's band together and and just move forward. I don't think, as first part of the question, I don't think the guys quit today either. I don't think they quit. Iowa State was just better than we were. And, you know, they, they were just better. I don't think the guys quit, though. I, I didn't see – I saw us not play well. But there's a difference between not playing well and quitting. And I don't think the guys quit. A couple quick ones to end this podcast. Worst performance by the Cats since, and that's from KSU Man. Well, that's got to be 2015, the 55 to nothing route of K-State in Manhattan. Yeah. By Oklahoma, but folks, that was Oklahoma, and that was a really good Oklahoma team. The similarity would be that they played that game without Jesse Ertz, their starting quarterback, and uh, they were just completely overwhelmed in that game. Iowa State looked like Oklahoma today, but they're not nearly as talented as that Oklahoma team was in 15. Uh, nope. You know, the only other shutout in recent history was, I think, 96 at Colorado. That was the last road game. So, uh, yeah, shutouts have been rare. This one was painful. But uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Let's just hope it's not a train. Um, yes. Also, uh, someone's asking here about uh, does 5-5 five and five K-State make a bowl game after this performance? That's, again, from Jedediah. I think so. But, you know, I'm not worried about that. I'll be honest here, Brian. I don't think the bowls are going to get played. I was just going to say, are we even going to have bowl games? I mean, guys, I mean, COVID running rampant. You're locked in a hotel. 
for a week and doing all this. And right. I mean, I've been to bowl games. I mean, bowl games are supposed to be fun. You go to the site, you hang out, you go have some fun, but you're practicing, you're in a hotel. And I mean, but being locked away somewhere for a week is not my idea of having a good time and it's dangerous. So I just don't know. I don't, I mean, I haven't heard that bowls were going to be played, but I haven't heard they weren't, so who knows? But if we could go to one, it'd be great. Don't get me wrong, that'd be great. But uh, just for the practice time alone, but I, I don't, I don't know that that's even going to happen. I would agree with you. I they'll have the playoffs. I know that they'll probably play those New Year's Six games because those are kind of big bowl games. Correct. And and you know, I would imagine that the other bowls will try. But boy, if you're a bowl operator. You worry about liability. You worry about yep. a lot of things here. You have all the expenses. Does the TV money offset it? Because typically you need the ticket sales, which you won't have. Do the That's teams, right. Do, if you're a team, do you even show up early to the bowl game because of what you mentioned? Why wouldn't you just practice on your in your own facilities, let everyone sleep just in their go. own beds, and the day right. before the game fly in? Uh, That's right. I, I don't know. Um, and I can see teams saying, you know what? This season has been a mess. We got to the end of our regular season. Bowl games are nice, but this season was free. We're shutting it down. We're done. Uh, yeah. Uh, because I think uh, the worst of COVID is maybe still ahead of us, at least in the short period of time as it gets colder and we see the cases going up. Um, I'm, I don't think we're going to have much basketball either, folks. So it's going to be a long winter. But it, the winter can't nearly be as long as this game was to me, Brian. No, this game. I felt like this game started around 2007 and ended in 2020. <laughs> it was that long? Yeah, it was brutal today, Tim. It was brutal, man. It just, I mean, and it got it got out of hand. It seemed quickly. <laughs> and then, I mean, we're watching the game. You're watching it, and then all of a sudden, it's 28 to nothing. I'm like, what? Is, what happened? What happened? It's like, oh, my goodness, this is brutal. So, better days ahead. Better days ahead. Baylor is up next down in Waco, followed by a December 5th date with Texas here in Manhattan. Pray for cold. Pray for chilly weather uh, because Texas won't like it. And this team, folks, as bad as these three games have been in a row, still has six and three in the Big 12 on the agenda. And that, folks bowl game or not would be remarkable and really getting to five and four matching last year's record with everything that's gone on this season i'll take it go get another win uh and the preparation starts monday at the veneer complex with the players as they try to regroup and get it going brian i appreciate it very much yeah, no problem. Thank you. As we go close out this PowerCat postgame podcast by Caddyshack Goff, we turn once again to the wise for his years. True freshman running back Deuce Vaughn talks about looking on ahead and what this team has to accomplish. Just keep battling. I mean, we're going to get back to work on tomorrow with recovery and some stuff like that, and then we're going to get back on Monday. And just really the leadership is what has been getting hit on. Uh, we're going to take control of our team. Uh, I mean, we had some guys leave and uh, some things like that, but just making sure that we take control of, I mean, the dudes that we have right now, we just getting back to work and not not taking anything for granted uh, coming up in the next week because we only have 
two two games left that are uh, guaranteed in bowling game and everything like that but we're gonna go give it our all and then uh just coming together i mean just every day in practice just getting better as a team is gonna be the biggest thing Powercat podcast all rights reserved gopowercat.com and spirit street publishing okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.